0: Welcome back to Beloved Unveiled. I'm so glad you're here Uh, joining us today. I have Amy, who has returned um, to kind of share a little bit more of her story. And, you know, the whole reason we're here of doing Beloved Unveiled is to unveil our beloved, our God, our creator, and about who he really is and how we experience him in different unique ways. So in this week's episode, we're going to go back to um, where we left off with Amy when we were talking about making a decision whether she was going to come in and live with us, Leanna's going to be sharing her poem and kind of the impact that it made on Amy even to make the decision to come in and stay with us for a year. And the moment we heard it, we knew that Amy was the one to come and stay with us. And I believe also when Amy listened to it, she knew that this was the right move for her as well.
1: I have a heart. Yet I've built up a wall, so no matter what you do, you will never make it fall. I'm only capable for the pleasure of man, so no love will ever enter. It never will. It never can. Don't you see what I'm saying? Quit messing with my mind. Don't you see what I'm saying? This love you cannot find. I'm a prostitute, a harlot. I am a whore. I've stashed away my feelings to the very core. Quit chipping away my wall. I ain't gonna let it fall. No matter how loving you seem to be, I cannot let you into me You make my mind perplexed You won't let me give you sex I've got nothing else to give So why do you want me to live? I'm not right for you Why would you want me to be your wife? I'm sorry you chose me And I'm giving you this strife Let me run away Quit coming my way Why keep taking me back? I told you love is something that I lack I'm a prostitute A harlot I am a whore I've stashed away my feelings to the very core. Quit chipping away my wall, I ain't going to let it fall. No matter how loving you seem to be, I cannot let you into me. You and I ain't right, you know that I'm impure. So please let me go away, you're making my feelings stir. These feelings for you I can't kill. The other day when you looked at me, I felt queasy and ill. You're making my heart burn, you're making my feelings churn. I've never felt this way before, and I don't want it anymore. Remember, I'm a prostitute, a harlot. I am a whore. I've stashed away my feelings to the very core. Quit chipping at my wall. I don't want to let it fall. No matter how loving you seem to be, I cannot let you into me. You're so beautiful, so righteous, so pure like no man I've ever known. So why would you show me your love and call me your own? You call me beloved, and my heart you've chased. Now everything my master's taught have been erased. I want you, I need you. You soak my land that's dry. And for the first time in my life, I've actually cried. I want to be pure for you, come to you whole. I now love you so much, you are the other part that's missing from my soul. I was a prostitute, a harlot, I was a whore. I stashed away my feelings to the very core. You chipped away my wall, and you made it fall. Your love wouldn't leave me be. So now you're inside me.
0: Oh, How you doing, Amy? Oh, it's been a while. (laughs) But it it
2: is uh, so identifiable. Like, even still, just, I mean, obviously, many years later, life has changed. But those feelings that really didn't seem, they were so innate, like the wall concept, right? That's so just, it was just something I did. I didn't have to think about it. But now, like... Right? It's a choice. It's a choice to let people in. Still every time. Yeah. Not anywhere the struggle it was back when we met. <laughs> yeah. But it was like I couldn't that not understanding why people are treating you well. I think shame was such an identity and hope felt too expensive. To hope and you like you could it's like you just couldn't afford to do that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Man. That takes me back a bit. It's powerful because you know when I, one of the promises that the Lord gave me was that through the experiences I've been through, and the healing, and it took so many years. I just felt like it just took so many years, you know. And He promised me that whoever He would bring my way, that it, they would not have to, like there would be an increase of, of um, healing and restoration that they wouldn't have to go through as many years as I went through. And so I think it, those words are powerful. And it was for me, for you, for Leanna, for what she mm-hmm. went through, too. Mm-hmm. It was like we were all connected in that realm, in different places, you know, in our soul. Like, it, yeah. But it was, but we were interconnected in that. God connected us in that.
2: And I think even though I probably knew that, I was still at a place when, when I lived. Like, I never felt like I belonged anywhere. So to feel connected
0: mm-hmm.
2: with anyone was terrifying. Like, but it wasn't safe to go back where I was either. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, I felt like I was kind of backed into a corner to move forward. I mean, thank God he backed
0: me in a corner. But <laughs> yeah. do you remember what it was like right after you heard her share that the first time to you?
2: Honestly, I think I went inside my head. Um, that's usually where I go. I go there first because I think I felt so exposed. Um, and so my first instinct is retreat. <laughs> like, uh, but I think I just felt so exposed, not even just like walls, but even inner thoughts that you don't share with people are like written out. Like, I mean, I have stuff I've written where it talks about, you know, feeling like a whore, or it talks about walls, where it talks about these things. And so it's like, and I hadn't necessarily shared that with anyone. And so here's this, you know, she was a teenager at the time. And it was like, coming down the stairs, like, oh, I got a poem. And I was like, all right, and I'm out. You're like, no, you're not. You're sitting right there. (laughs) Because I was always bent on escape, like, I'm out, I'm out. But it it was very much, because I had been reading the book, Redeeming Love, Love by Francine Rivers, and I just remember... And I had told you I don't read fiction. I don't. And I was so mad. And I think part of it, you know, I was still at a place where I was needing to see any form of justice. Everything, like I said, it was like when when I first, like so many steps of the way in that year that I lived with you, it's like it was embraced by your family. Everybody was like all of this, like in my, my somewhere I knew this is this is love, right? But wow, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can afford to embrace that. That trust in general was like, "Mm, it's only a matter of time. All temporary, or it's all a smokescreen. Something's got to give somewhere. But it's like, I mean, here we are. You know, you. I know your family. You know my.
0: Now I've got kids. You know, and they call you guys. You know, I love hearing them call me Nanny and Poppy. They call. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. That. It's it's been a journey.
0: It has been a journey. I I was thinking about oh well, wow. yeah, how many years has it been? 20? 20. 20 years. Oh my see. gosh.
2: See. Well, or let's wait. see. Oh yeah. Gosh, it has cuz it back. was yeah, it's been 20 years. Well, wow, that that um makes me, one makes me feel older, but yeah. yeah, it's been a long yeah.
0: You know, what what amazes me is I when I think back at that time and I kind of helped helped me in understanding total surrender to Holy Spirit and allowing him to move and trusting him. I mean, it mm-hmm. taught me to trust him, you know, the way that he would move and work through me. And then even you, like, cause it helped grow me up in a lot of ways. And even with my own family and my kids and just the things we would do. But I was so grateful. I was remembering one time, I don't know why this came up, but when we <laughs> would do Rosebuds and there was a situation that happened. I don't remember what, but I told you to take a walk. Or can you uh, go for a walk? Do you remember that?
2: I don't know. It was probably more than one time, yeah. so you're going
0: to have to... <laughs> yeah. But this was, I think it was probably one of the most intense times. I was I care. being real mouthy?
2: Yes. Um,
0: I, <laughs> I, I and, and at pretty. that moment, I, I think we were getting ready and preparing for kids coming come or whatever. And, and I've learned this, like, you know... Which building? I mean, at, we were at the offices at the Cumberland Presbyterian uh, Church. Yeah.
2: -hmm. I don't know if I can. Like, there's so many. Oh, I know there's a lot. Yeah. Um,
0: take a walk. I probably when you were mad, you're like you couldn't believe. Like you're telling me to go. You want me to? Oh, I would always use it against you. Yeah. Right. Like
2: (laughs) anything you would say to set a boundary, because like boundaries were not something Mm -hmm. people respected, and they sure didn't set them up appropriately. Mm -hmm. And so any type of boundary, I'd throw it back in your face as if you were rejecting and turning back on everything you had said that was remotely positive. Mm-hmm. Right. So anything that looked like kindness or love, I'd throw it back in your face as, Oh, you're rejecting me. You're cursing me. I mean, there's yeah. a whole long list. Yeah. I am sure. Um, I even used to, I used to call you, Hey lady. Like I didn't even call it. I didn't even use your name sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. like a, some <laughs> punk kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> it yeah, but it's always escape. It was always escape. Like even when quit smoking, and I don't know some. I probably I was upset something. God only knows. I flew south, and you call me and you're like, "What you doing?" So I just told you I'm sitting here and pack. You know, smoke this whole pack, and it hadn't been like six months since I had smoked. And you're like, "Oh, you're gonna get so sick." I was, and that's when I was like, "Oh, so you're cursing me now?" Yeah. But, <laughs> You know, and so I drove back. I mean, she put up with a lot. I'm not even joking. Like, drove back up to the house, smoking the whole way. I was bound and determined. Got out of the car. She's standing outside, walking up to her while I'm smoking, like in her face. You know, and I did get sick, but <laughs> <laughs> <You didn't. laughs> but I remember you. You didn't leave, even still. You know, I remember you praying with me. I don't necessarily remember all of all of you know, details of that, but yeah, I noted as as often as I was unkind and just belligerent and whatnot, it was met with kindness and patience. And I didn't know what to do with that. You know, at some point you relinquish to it, right? You know, and that's like the end of the, the end of the poem. You kind of relinquish to it. It's like clearly you are not going away. So I need to do something because there comes a point where love butts up against that wall to where it becomes painful to have love standing on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so you have a choice. That's where that, that whole choice comes in of either I've got to let someone in, I've got to move around, I've got to tear this down. And obviously that takes time and it's a process and so layered, but it's a choice every time. And I just, like, it is such a marker. You have a choice to change how you view yourself, whether this is going to still be my present or whether it's going to be my past, whether there's a redemptive
0: story or not. You do get that choice. That's right. So powerful. Man, that was so beautiful. So well said. And and I, I just want to reiterate that I am not this great person <laughs> only because I mean, of Jesus. And I was not very, to me, I mean... God poured into me patience and kindness in my demeanor, you know, and especially over the years. You know, I still I have areas of pride where I still battle and, you know, I sure. You know, and I I just it is waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Holy Spirit. When he moves, you know, when he is able to move through you, he does I mean just mind-blowing things to us that we're like you can't help but give God the glory because you know yourself too. He knows you. absolutely, And so it's like, I just wanted to love the way that he loves. I wanted him to show, I kept, you know, one of the things I kept showing, asking him to do is give me your heart for Amy. Give me your heart for whoever I'm around. Give me your heart, Lord. Mm-hmm. I want to know your heart. And because I don't have that capacity except through Jesus, you know, and his Holy Spirit working through me. And, and I still blow it. And I tell you, when I and I and when I do, I mean, even the other day, I... Dan's driving the car, and sometimes he doesn't drive the way that I would like him to drive because <laughs> I see things that he doesn't see. And I'm like, uh, You need to get over there, and like that. And he doesn't. <laughs> and then I'm like, Now we're going to sit through the light, three three lights, right? And I'm telling him this in the car. <laughs> and then I'm going, Then I get home, and I get convicted by the Lord saying, um, hmm, you got some control issues there. And so and it took me three days, yeah. or two, two to three days. Yeah. And I finally, sur- and, and the Lord would not speak to me during that time because oh, when you disobey the Lord you, and he's asking you to do something to humble yourself and you don't listen, you know, he's like, okay. He just backs off, right? Well, you're not in a relationship, you know, like in that really intimate relationship with him anymore. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I got to do it. So I sent my mom because my mom was in the car too. I had to send them because she saw it. So she heard. So we had to sit down. And I said, yeah, I have to ask your forgiveness, Dan. And um, it was my pride that I didn't want to admit. And But that moment of freedom to be able to do that is like, so I blow it a lot, you know, because when people say, wow, yeah. you do, like, no, it's well, but staying humble, you know?
2: That's the thing, though, mm-hmm. right? Living, when I lived with you, I think, you know, I mean, clearly I know you're as human as the rest of yes, us, yeah. right? If nothing else, but I think specifically in that year that I lived with you, I think God had to blind me to some of that Mm -hmm. to keep me there. He was barely keeping me there anyways. Like, you know, (laughs) like the times I'll hand you my keys because I know I'm going to take off, you know, or things like that. I think sometimes God can cover humanity to an extent that people will be, oh, okay, this is something different. Because it was very easy to look for everyone's um, weakness right. and either exploit it, right? Because that's what you've mm-hmm. been taught, is how to exploit things. Right. Or, and then what if, what if you can't see those, right? Because right. then, then it's like, oh, you see the other quality. You know there's got to be something else there. But the kindness you're met with is so different than anything you've seen that it is screaming at you. I love that.
0: It's amazing because that's so true. When we get around others, and that if we're going to see with the eyes of the Lord and His love, we have compassion and kindness. But when we see with the eyes of our flesh and the enemy, we'll distort things and then we judge and then we accuse.
2: I don't know if you remember this, but there there was a time, and one of the things I valued highly, and I even use with my own children. This is where I love seeing how the generations right play Mm -hmm. out. Um, is I would ask you a question, but you wouldn't give me an answer, which was incredibly frustrating, I might add. <laughs> but but you would say, well, go ask God. You'd go pray about it, you know? I'm like, what? You know, because at the time, I still wasn't <laughs> interested in really talking to him, let's be clear. I wasn't interested in necessarily talking to him. I was like, well, this person seemed to have a clear connection here, so let's ask her. Um, but you didn't give that easy route because somewhere either you knew, God told you, whatever, that if there came a time where I could prove any of it wrong, it would bring everything into question. But if I'd heard myself, it would build relationship between me and God. And that is invaluable, absolutely invaluable, because I couldn't discredit... Because then I had a separate relationship with Him than I did with you. Mm -hmm. So if you and I were at it or whatever, then... I could still talk. I've got journals from when I lived at your house where I am angry and just writing stuff out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It could be fun sometime. We should do that. Um, But um, Or where I'm just breaking. Like, I can feel the walls, and it's terrifying, you know, because I know those walls are coming down. And he's trying to be as gentle as he can, but they've been there as long as I could remember. And I took pride in those walls. I'd worked hard on those walls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... To have them exposed when she was reading that. It's powerful. It was, I'd spent so many years working on being invisible because it was safe. And so here I was sitting on this couch feeling absolutely exposed, inside out, just turned inside out. And I had no words, no words.
0: Powerful. I'm, I, you know, I'm i am amazed at how, when I think, people used to get mad at me because I would always say, go ask God. If they said, if I give you the answer... And something happens, you're going to blame me. <laughs> but if you go to God and you get your answer, then, you know, you got, you got to wrestle with God, not me. <laughs> so It's true. And, um, and that's something that I've learned over the years is to ask him. He loves to have the conversation. He loves when we ask why. And that's why we must come as a little child. Because, the, you know, like you look at your little ones and they always ask him why. Why is this? Why does the sun come up, you know? Where do babies come from? You know, it's like questions. And so we should be like that with the Lord. And He loves to have those conversations with us. And if we listen and tune our ear towards Him, it's, it's kind of amazing. So I love that about, because I was learning all of that. He has the answers. He has the answers. And sometimes He's quiet, too, because it's, it's going deeper within us to find out really what's at the core of that question.
2: Right. And that's where, that going to that core, right? Instead mm-hmm. of the, like she was reading... Identifying with shame, yeah you know, I also learned a lot about what my name meant when I was with you and at rosebuds and and didn't realize my name meant beloved, yeah. which later you know hearing God say that means be loved, that's a command for you, and that was so sobering that mm-hmm. oh, okay, so you're t- i I have to do this, I have to choose to be loved, yeah because it is not easy for me, yeah. It's interesting to see you have to exchange those identities,
0: mm-hmm. and we all have identities we have to exchange. Yeah, it's powerful. Thank you, Amy, for being here again. You're welcome. I think we should continue on though, like down <laughs> the road, even yeah, have here, more conversation. Yeah. yeah, I like the coffee time again and um, <laughs> just connecting and just all the things that he's doing in your life even now and this day too, and what God's shown you with your with your children. And they're you know, amazing. They are. Awesome. I love seeing, hanging with them. Love playing cards with them. <laughs> like <I> love- <laughs> Games is so much fun. Again, I want to thank you for being here and being in life. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when you come back again. and you, Well, you come back to our house, but, you know, <laughs> come back and do the uh, podcast more and just share more stories because you have so much wisdom over the years, that I think even beyond me. I love having conversations, the word studies we would do, and mm. oh, my goodness, just I learned the depth. how yeah. to
2: ask for wisdom because he doesn't put a cap on it in Scripture. No. He says, as often as you ask. And so it's like, oh, something somebody's not going to tell you no for. That's
0: right. So
2: I took him up on it, and I may have been in your house when I did that. So I, I knew that every time I'd ask for wisdom, he's not going
0: to tell me no. Yep. And he shows up. And I, there's times that I've asked, and I there's a part of me that doesn't know if he's going to show up or not. And then by the end of it all, I'm like, Lord, you show, so did come through for me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and especially when it comes to my jobs and different situations I've been in. But um, even now, like I'm in a, cross, a crossroads right now and it's really tough. But He has a way of showing up. He's like, Are you going to ask for my help? <laughs> yes, Lord. But anyway, I'm so grateful you um, just love you so much and love your family. And you are family. I do look at you as my daughter. Like, Lord knows. And my family has become better because of you in our life, you know, and your family. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening and um, hope to have you back. And we've got some great future guests that are going to be speaking to as well. Just sharing more about who our beloved, our Lord, our God, the way that he's created us in a way to know him in deeper, deeper ways. So keep seeking him. Keep asking. Keep talking to him. He's got more to show you, and i look forward. Please and, and email me at BelovedUnveiled at ProtonMail.com. BelovedUnveiled at ProtonMail.com. And let me know your stories, too. Just to share. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to connect. So please do. Thanks again for listening.